Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 198. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Some exciting news. I just launched my new website, scottmlinch.com. I wanted to create one central hub where each of you could easily navigate my offerings, especially given that I now offer multiple ways to refine your mindset. We've put a lot of work into this, and I'm excited to finally share this with each of you. It's gone through a major visual overhaul, and we've added some exciting features. You'll be able to book a one-on-one session directly through the website, sign up for my free weekly newsletter, explore some motivational merch that I'll be launching, and the most exciting part that I've been quietly keeping under wraps... I'll be launching a course later this year, and you'll be able to access this through my website as well. More details to come. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, It's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. One of the most powerful things that we can do is allow ourselves to grow. 
Yet a majority of us hold ourselves back. And we do this through bad habits that we formed. Habits that have become so natural to us that we don't even realize we're engaging in the habit in the first place. Sometimes it's just easier to remain comfortable than to confront the patterns that keep us from moving forward. And because of this, we find ourselves right in the same place that we started. We either build good habits that support us as we move towards our goals or bad ones that undermine our ability to achieve and succeed. So what are some of these toxic habits? How can we overcome these toxic habits to hit our goals? Number one, complaining. Most people complain once a minute during a typical conversation. Nothing good comes from complaining. Complaining is like throwing gas on a fire that you're trying to put out. The more negativity that we spread, the worse we feel and the worse that we make others around us feel. No one likes to be around someone that is constantly complaining. And here's what's crazy about complaining. It rewires our brains. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean that quite literally. Our brains love efficiency. If we can find things that are easy to do, most of the time, we choose that path, the one that is less resistant. When we complain, our neurons branch out to each other to ease the flow of information. And when this happens, the behavior, in this case, complaining, becomes a much easier behavior to repeat to the point when we're complaining, we don't even realize it. Think about it this way. If we needed to cross a river every single day, chances are that we'd build a small bridge. That bridge would ensure that our feet weren't getting wet, that we'd be able to bring supplies to the other side easier. And ultimately, it would save us a lot of time. When complaining becomes a constant habit, our bridges start forming to the point where it becomes easier and more likely that we just keep complaining without even noticing. And here's the icing on the cake. When we complain, it shrinks the area of our brain that's critical to problem solving and intelligent thought, which as you might have guessed, just makes it much more difficult to see through any challenges and find solutions. So how do we shift this behavior? What can we focus on other than complaining? Focus on the positive things around you. Focus on the things that you're grateful for. Gratitude is the most efficient, the most productive way to cast a shadow over negativity. The more that we shift this focus to the positive areas, the positive aspects of our lives, the more positive things that we discover. Anytime that we experience negative or pessimistic thoughts, we need to use that as an opportunity to shift gears and to think about something positive. A great way to step into this transition 
when we catch ourselves complaining, follow that complaint with an actionable and positive comment. So for example, if you're at a grocery store and you find yourself complaining, saying something like, all of this fruit is horrible. Add to the end of that sentence, now I know that I should shop elsewhere for my fruit. This allows us to create an action. Complaining has no action following it. When we add action, we can follow it with a new behavior. And this leads to change rather than sitting in misery. Number two, saying yes too much. It's admirable to want to say yes to everything, especially for those of us that like to help, that like to add value to others. But here's the danger. We are up against something much greater than any of us. Time. And time is the most precious asset. This time means that we can only dedicate so much within the confines of the time we each have on this planet. And the more that we use that time to fill it with all of these things, the more that it starts to suffocate all of the things that we want to do. Go after the dreams and plans that we have. And it means that we are compromising the things that are important to us and trading them for the things that are important to others. So why do we do this? Most of us engage in this behavior because we want to be accepted. We want to be liked. We don't want to disappoint others. We need to respect our own limitations. This is a great form of giving ourselves self-respect. And here's why. If you cannot give yourself 100% to something, you should never apologize for that. This is not only a sign of respect to ourselves, but it's also a sign of respect to other, to other people. If you cannot dedicate your full attention and effort to their request, we are simply hurting them and ourselves. In reality, this is a form of respect internally and externally. And I want to be clear, saying no does not need a follow-up explanation. We do not need a Bible behind it, a book behind it. We are under no obligation to do anything that someone asks us to do. Sure, there are times where saying no may not be in our best interest, but ultimately that decision is up to us. All too often, we feel the need to just explain ourselves. Not feeling compelled to give a mountain of a reason is a form of self-care. By giving ourselves the ability and freedom to use the word no and stop saying yes so much, we are giving ourselves back power and comfort. And these things can help to drive our confidence. We spend so much of our lives adjusting to other people. Sometimes it's okay to let them adjust to us. The world certainly doesn't revolve around us. And the same thing can be said for those across from us. Don't apologize for saying no. You did nothing wrong. 
I understand that this may be a bit uncomfortable for some of you at first, but with time, you'll realize that saying no to things isn't that big of a deal. And it certainly doesn't warrant an apology. Number three, accepting negativity. Negative comments, shadows of doubt, all of these things are so common in our lives. We are surrounded by people that cast this negativity and society thrives off of it. But that doesn't mean we need to accept it. Once we accept negativity, once we accept these harsh things that are spread thick by those around us, we create an even steeper path for ourselves. We tie a weight around our ankles because we've accepted these negative opinions. We now allow them to seep into our minds. We allow them to second-guess ourselves. It's easy for the world to point at our weaknesses. It's easy for the world to criticize. It's easy for the world to judge. All of those behaviors are easy because it takes little fucking effort. It's hard putting in the reps, but it's really easy to point at someone else and say, you're doing a bad job, or I think this is going to be a bit too hard for you to do. Deciphering feedback from pure criticism is crucial. So how do we shift away from accepting negativity? Believe in yourself. Let me repeat that. Believe in yourself. You are the only one who knows what you are capable of doing. You know you better than anyone else on this planet. That means that if we believe in ourselves, what is there to stop us? If challenges are thrown our way, hope paves a path. If the ocean kicks up a storm, we figure out a way to build a bigger sail. Believing in ourselves is the knife that cuts through negativity every single time. Number four, not enough doing and too much talking. You've heard me say this plenty of times before. Action over everything. Anyone can say that they have the next big idea or that they're changing things in their life or that they're going to start going to the gym or start running. But it's action that creates change. That truth always rises to the top. We need to bring our ideas and dreams to life through movement, through action. We can talk till the end of time about how or why we want to do something, but it's the action that follows that brings those dreams to life. These words are overused because it gives us a sense of comfort. We get to share what we want to do or what we're thinking about doing without committing the risk, without taking the leap. This allows us to keep one foot in and one foot out, which ultimately creates more harm than good. It means we are leading those around us on, and more importantly, it means we're leading ourselves on. We're falsifying hope, and that becomes a very dangerous game. 
Because we falsify hope, we paint a shadow of doubt. We second-guess ourselves. We paralyze ourselves. And all of this compounds long-term. Now we get roped into the habit of talking rather than walking. And this becomes a never-ending cycle. Luckily, we can break this cycle. How, might you ask? Don't talk about something until you've gone through it. Show others, and more importantly yourself, that you can internally speak words into physical results. Give yourself that boost of confidence. And here's what's beautiful about this. We start to realize that sharing words of what we're planning on doing becomes less inviting and exciting. Because sharing results with others, seeing results firsthand, seeing a plan come together, seeing a dream come to fruition, realizing that our hard work has paid off and materialized from paper to reality, those things are way more exciting than simply sharing what we hope to do. What we hope to do is now a reality. That starts to shift this previous imbalance of excitement around talking about an idea to seeing the fruits of our labor. Number five, making excuses. Excuses are a mask that we wear. They don't actually free us from anything. They don't save us from anything. They don't protect us. Excuses may seem like they do these things, But that is simply not the case. They only fool us. They fool us into not taking action. And that holds us back from growing. It holds us back from doing all the things that we want to do. This tendency to make excuses, it comes so naturally to many of us because we care so much about what other people think about us. We'd rather avoid awkward conversations with employees, co-workers, friends, or family so we can make excuses and avoid responsibility. This avoidance, it feels good because it allows us to escape pain, but it's only temporary. And ultimately, deep down, we know this. We know this. It's this layer of lies that sits above it. Excuses are the reason for 99% of failures because we don't even get to start or we decide to stop short. Those two things directly correlate to failing. Here's the power behind removing excuses. When we stop avoiding these responsibilities internally, we become more accepting of avoiding them externally. In other words, if we start asking ourselves, hard questions, and we're honest with those answers, when we face those tough questions externally, we are much more likely to face them head on rather than shying away from them. So what are some hard questions that can change our lives? What area of your life are you settling? What noise Are you letting in? Are you surrounding yourself with the right people? Who are five individuals 
that you want to spend time with? And in what ways am I in my own way? These questions will transform your life, I promise. But only if you're honest with the answers. This exercising is freeing. It pulls this weight off of our shoulders. Because again, we know that we've littered our path with excuses. Dragging this 200-pound weight behind us while trying to hike uphill. We need to remind ourselves Taking a chance is a hell of a lot better than feeling regret. Look back at anything that you missed out on, anything that you really wanted to do, yet decided against it. Has that feeling of regret stuck with you? I bet it has. That never goes away. So take that as a lesson and ensure that you never have to relive that again. Number six, consuming mental junk food. So much of our world contains things that are low friction of entry, meaning it takes very little effort to enjoy those things. And because of this, they are very easy to form a habit around, a bad habit to be specific. They become addicting. Things such as TV, gossip, social media. Now, obviously, these things are not entirely bad. They don't turn us into bad people. But too much of any of them, like anything else, can become toxic. They could start to pull us away from going after our dreams, facing our problems, rob us of time. These low-friction items mean that we tend to commit more time to them as opposed to our ambitions because it is much easier to veg out and binge watch 20 episodes of The Office rather than work on our business or reflect or engage in deep thought. Those things, they take work. They take effort. And when our brain is faced with these decisions, it has a tendency to lean towards low friction. Remember, our brains love efficiency. This also means our ability to choose between two items. When faced with the option that takes less work, we easily will commit to that option without deep thought. And many times those options contain mental junk food. Just like junk food that we eat has a negative impact on our physical health, Mental junk food has an impact on our mental health. These inputs could be something such as the news, angry comments below a photo or video we posted on Instagram, gossip on social media. In the moment, they may feel good to consume, just like a bag of potato chips, but over time, they have a negative compounding effect. They create distractions, avoidance, resentment, mind-numbing small talk. These are simply empty calories. If we remove this junk food and replace it with healthy food, such as reading a great book, having a thoughtful or deep discussion with a colleague or friend, watching a compelling TED Talk, these inputs 
our mind expanding. They allow us to elevate our thinking and increase our performance. We need to remember, we become what we consume. We need to consume with intention. We need to choose activities that are worth our time. Things that will produce a return and influence positive change in our lives. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into toxic habits that are smothering your success. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.